Hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> it's okay. We can do simultaneous whoops. That's just Why fine. Why not? <laughs> Whoop. Whoop. Uh, welcome to True Story. My name is Mike Doty. My name is Dave Holmes. And we are here to do a version of my least favorite MTV show of all time, Celebrity Deathmatch. Oh, yeah. I didn't like it either. Oh, it was I so like terrible. Mean-spirited. Mean-spirited and unpleasant to look at. Yeah. Claymation. Didn't like it. Not Didn't like thing. it one bit. Didn't like it one bit. Especially, I, we... I, I would turn on MTV and expect to see one of our fine uh, topics uh, being reshown, and it was always those fucking celebrity death match. It's hideous claymation approximations of, of, I don't know, Mark McGrath oh. going toe-to-toe against a Stephen Jenkins. Oh, God. Well, listen, no. uh-uh. speaking of hideous claymation, moments yes. ago, I just sent to you something that a listener sent to me which is okay. Neil from London's band, which is called Unilever. Unilever. Apparently they did not get sued for. <laughs> and That's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. It's uh uh it's it's like soup the tune we listened to was called um uh Act of Love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it mm-hmm. describes it's Act of Love. Describes various acts of love. Uh, you know, one of which is, uh, the chorus has something about, you want to fuck me in my asshole. It's, it's, it goes there. Yes. Boy, does Neil go there straight away. It goes right to dick. Goes right to dick it within moments. It within starts moment. very, very groovy, very jammy. And I can't, I can't figure out whether or not it's meant to be funny. Uh, yeah. I mean, who's to say? So that came from a listener. Yeah. It came from a listener. Over okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure I wasn't sure whether it was Neil himself who said it to you. <laughs> oh, boy, Neil. Would that be something? oh my god. Well it has under a thousand plays on Spotify, so Yes. You know, well. maybe listeners let let's get him to above a thousand. Let's let's just all Yeah. Turn it on our Listen. iPhones and leave our iPhones in a different room for an hour with uh active I mean, love. Really if, if from what I heard, you'll want to leave it in a different house altogether. <laughs> it, um, it contains a lot. Yeah, give it a give it a listen. This is the this is the the most disgusting thing I will ever say on a podcast. So if you want to fast forward ten seconds, please do so. It so, contains the line: "Stick your finger in my urethra." Oh, I, I know. Didn't <laughs> right. I didn't get that far. When I was a very oh, young man, I had a chlamydia test. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, and uh, as uh, not because I thought I had chlamydia, because I was dating somebody just for fun. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me and Neil going down, getting the chlamydia test. No, I was dating dating somebody who was like, "You need to need to get tested for everything uh-huh. before we uh-huh. go out." And I went to the doctor, and the doctor was like, "She can't really mean that." And I was like, "No, she wants me to be tested for everything." And I, I think, unbeknownst to her, the chlamydia test is uh well let's say it haunts me to this day mm-hmm. yeah i know okay i know i'm just uh, let the listener know i'm just trying to move my body around <laughs> just get the, uh, get the 
get the get the scaries out. Uh, yeah, okay, but you turned up okay. But I turned up okay. I no chlamydia. Great. Yes. Great. Great. Uh, I I just got. Um, uh, I changed doctors. Uh-huh. I um, I and I now I now actually have like a a, a queer doctor who's oh. who like is. Yeah, who is like very open about just like, you know, hey, our sex lives are slightly different. Right. And so the things that we should screen for and the things we should do should be slightly different. And uh, and so I got a uh, uh, I got a I got a little test in the back door that involved a couple of very long uh, swabs oh, that I was not ready for dude. in the least. Um, but you know what? Everything turned out OK. Everything turned out okay. So that is really the message of this episode is get tested for everything. What's the worst that could happen? It's better to know. Um, So in this episode, just to get away from our our genitals and our little little buttholes for a moment, um, we are going to go through uh, the, the episode ones that we have seen thus far. To wit, uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, London, and Seattle. And we will go through our pros and our cons as to whether or not we want to dive into these episodes right. or these seasons rather fully. One and important course, caveat yes. is that you can watch along on Paramount Plus with every yes. season except Seattle. Except Seattle. So as it stands right now. Hearing from listeners, uh, there's some people that are just like, go for the gold, do Seattle, it's the best mm-hmm. real-world season of all time. It's terrific. Which is... Uh, However... I, yeah. You, you, just, you can't watch it along, so you would have to just put yourselves in our hands, which you can do. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, it could be we fun. provide a safe space. Yeah, I think... <laughs> we, yeah. Um, I, I'm just... I'm actually looking at my Paramount Plus uh, right now just to make double sure... That let's see, season. Yep, it goes from four right to twelve. Yeah. So, as of now, Seattle is not available for you to watch on Paramount Plus. So you would just have to hear us describe it. But I mean, that sounds like a lot of fun to me. No, I thought about pitching to you the idea of doing the latest season. You know, at mm-hmm. least like a, like you should throw it in there, the episode one thing. But let's face it, it would be us being old dudes complaining about the kids these days. Okay, let, let me just look at season. Thir- oh, it, actually, the most recent one they have is season thirty-two. Yeah, from twenty sixteen. Yeah, and it, by the way, also takes place in Seattle. Oh, but that's not okay. the one that we're talking about. That is not what we are talking about. Um, we're talking seasons two, three, four, and I believe eight. To, no, Seattle. Right? Seattle. Seattle is. Uh... Oh yeah, could it be eight? Holy shit! I think it might be. Was Boston yeah. before Seattle? Boston was before Seattle. Wow. Let me see if I can do this from memory. I think it goes New York, L.A., San Francisco, London, Miami? Miami, yes. Miami was, yeah. Boston. Uh, oh, so maybe it's seven? Maybe it's se- Maybe Seattle's seven. That makes a fair amount of sense. And then maybe Hawaii. I don't know, y'all. Yes, Hawaii um, and then New Orleans. Okay. And then we get to okay. New York too, which I definitely would would put up there. And then sure. we get to uh, Las Vegas, Apre Vegas, Le Deluge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not wild about Brooklyn, although it was fine. Oh, there was um, Brooklyn. The, there was Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Chet, 
<laughs> Mormon guy with the with the glasses and the bow ties. Uh, Ryan, the filmmaker uh, slash Marine veteran. <laughs> others. There you go. Others. Yeah. Um, I'm sold. Yeah, I'm not. Filmmaker okay. slash Marine veteran. That is classic real world character right there. And maybe we'll get there. Yeah, maybe, maybe we we'll will. get there. But for now, we have four finalists. Uh, listener, you decide what we're going to watch all the way through. Please don't do this like people do things like this and decide uh, only based on how much uh, pain and displeasure and discomfort this will give us. <laughs> really? Oh, you mean like you and me as podcast hosts? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, don't don't think like, hey, let's let's mess with these people. I don't know, man. We're Listen servants. To your heart. We're servants of the people. And if that's what the people want, us to be uncomfortable, we're going to have well, to do that. Okay. I would just say seek seek your better self and uh, yeah. and vote from the top of your, your empathy and your intellect is all I ask. Yeah. Um, Not a lot to ask. So, by the way, so you vote on true stowray, T-R-U-U-S-T-O-W-R-A-Y at gmail.com. Or I will also do a poll on our um, on our Twitter, at true stowray. We'll make it a poll. And then we'll figure out how it is that we're going to do the votes. Right. Like email will maybe be – it, it's going to be Eurovision-esque. We'll, we'll have to weight the two different kinds against one right. another. And then a, a winner will be revealed. We've also gotten a number of votes that are like, uh, I just love the podcast. Do whatever season you, you want to do. Which, oh, that's which, nice. Yeah, it's very nice. I like that. Yeah. That's very kind. I always like to hear that. Yeah. By the way, we we uh, we tape this today, Tuesday, uh, May eighteenth. Um, only days after um, I wrote a piece about the Mighty Mighty Boston's George Floyd song, which by the way exists. Oh my God! The Killing of Georgie Part Three, um, because they tie it into the Rod Stewart song, The Killing of Georgie Parts One and Two, um, and it's just it's. You know, I mean, God love them. Their heart's in the right place. You know, the whole bit. But but it it is true. It is like the biggest yikes of all time. Oh my like, god! It, it's just not. It's just not great. So I wrote a piece about it, and now the the six dumbest white guys in their forties are coming for me <laughs> on every uh, social media wow. outlet just furious at me. You know there are black people in the band. Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, I do know that. It doesn't mean you can't make a song that's dumb and then I get to make fun of it. Oh, gosh. Anyway, so I'm, I'm, dealing with, I'm dealing with backlash from Ska Nation. Oh, man. <laughs> so really anything on the internet that isn't that, I'm, I'm welcoming. All right, well, so, let's get to it. Let's start in Los I mean, Angeles. Let's start in Los Angeles. I mean... I'm just going to say broadly, my, my first pro uh, is original music. True. Big now, one. Now, of, of, these, of these seasons, three use the original music. One does not. Um, and that's going to be a big problem, watching a whole season and listening to, like, you know, somebody doing... Uh, a, a affordable like sound alike to you know robin s's show me love right like just right. listening to the janky versions mm. of uh of crash test dummies mm, 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 
<laughs> is going to create um, extra work, honestly, for our brains. It's we're gonna we won't be able to fully immerse ourselves in the scenes because we'll be like, what is this song supposed to be? Yeah, well, pull for, of first of all, I would put part of that in the pro column because that could be entertaining. You are really good at that, Dave. Thanks. Um, but I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, so does Ben ever get that gig where he where he does sound alikes? Ben, your partner. Ben, my partner, used to um, when he was working in the world of commercials because they, you know, because fifteen years ago it was not cool to license your song for a commercial right right so so it would be like uh you know hey uh whatever mucinex wants something that sounds like foster <laughs> the people so do something that kind of sounds like foster the people but now mucinex goes straight to foster the people because how else is foster the people going to make any money also so, it, people should know that the value of those commercial licenses uh it has dropped uh precipitously from its right. once mighty heights. Um, mm. You cannot, like, you know, it's not... Like, I got a couple of really good licenses in the last year, and uh, it's not it's not a lot of money. It really isn't. No, well, not anymore. No. Nothing is. No. Um, but yes, uh, long story short, yes, he used to uh, have to do that sort of thing a lot, but now, now not at, at all. Really, because you know, artists are only too happy. <laughs> Which I mean, who can blame them? Nobody's buying records, and right. in the last year and a half, nobody's been touring. So right. you got to do what you got to do. Um, but okay, so yeah, I mean, I guess there is a certain amount of like, you know, seek and find with the with the fake versions of songs. But I just find that I'm mostly annoyed by it. Mm. And and when I hear an original song. Like, for example, in Seattle, when we open with Are You Jimmy Ray, that is going to make me happy every time. I mean, um, Are You Jimmy Ray, that is that that is like the 90s in a nutshell right there. Oh, it's it's it is uh, peak recording industry exuberance. It is um, it's everything. It's everything. And I just lo I love we're, the, we're the certain. I love the marketing tactic, which I have seen in many, many contexts of asking who is blah, 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 or what is blah, blah, blah. And then it's so great if people are like not interested in who it was and it becomes a yeah. rhetorical question. Yes. A, a question asked into the abyss. Yes. Oh um, I love it. Um, another pro for L.A. is that I have quite frankly forgotten nearly all of it. <laughs> There's very little that's memorable. Um, and, and what I do remember, I've already seen. Uh, I'm a slave, I'm a slave, I'm a slave to your loving. I can't control <laughs> the fever of the kissing and the hugging. Um, and uh, uh, John Brennan's shirts. So we've already we've seen that, but there's so much more to get into. I uh, And it, so it'll be like a fresh viewing experience. I am surprised that I don't think John Brennan's a total tool. Mm. Um, that mm. I find him like a little bit arch, a little bit self-aware, mm. prone mm. to saying uh, dumb things about racial politics. Sure. Uh, what sure. else is new in the first uh, mm. years of the real world? Um, sure. And that he falls in love with that completely cold as ice sheriff lady. 
Yes. Yeah. Jonah's policewoman. Yes. Um, oh. I, I yeah. I mean, I I remember that that happens, but I don't remember the the beats of that story. Uh, I would love to revisit that. Um, another thing to uh, LA's credit is that there will always be a fresh face to greet you. Um, they they kind of there was a bit of a revolving door in this cast. They get rid of somebody kind right. of soon, and then I think later. They get rid of more than one person? The, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because wow. I think Jonah's policewoman gets married and leaves the house. Oh. And then somebody else comes in. Wow. I don't so even this remember is, that person. There are there are definitely two. There's Glenn from Perch. Glenn from Perch. And then I think I think there's another Beth. Oh. Isn't there like a, a lesbian oh. Beth? I have a vague memory of that. Who like pops in as they're packing their stuff to leave? Basically, she's right. <laughs> right at the tail end. Um, you but know, it's, it's always nice to see someone new. One thing that that I noticed in uh, like classic rock bands, especially, is that it used to be that like you know the bass player would uh, you know decide he didn't want to do it anymore and you know become a farmer or whatever. Um, and they would replace him with some guy that was 20 years their junior, and that guy would be in the photos. Right. And there was a point where the, where the classic rock bands were like, you know what? We don't have to put that person in the photos. It could yeah. just be the four of us minus the bass player. And yeah. nobody's going to be like, hey, man, where's the bass player? You guys got a new <laughs> bass player. Why isn't he in the photos, man? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just saw a picture, I think of, might have been the Guess Who or something. <laughs> and it's like, everybody is a child. Yes. Except for like one guy. Grizzled old guy. And it's one, I mean, the, pit, the one grizzly bear of an old guy. Um, yeah, and you, you don't have to do that anymore. Just give us the old one and just... Show up for the gig. Yeah, that's give us a picture of yourselves in 1974, and, and then just show up for yeah, the gig, yeah, and yeah, we'll exactly. dance to whoever's playing. Right. It doesn't matter. Um, oh, another big pro for LA. I live here, and I'm True. I'm I always you know my least favorite show that ever happened in the history of the world is Entourage. Never missed it because <laughs> I would I'd be like, oh, I fucking hate this, and I don't care what's happening. Oh, but there's Fred Siegel. <laughs> like I get excited when or oh, there's uh, there's Jones. Yeah. Yeah, um, I would get excited when places w- that I went to would show up on screen. That is certainly how I felt about New York. A and uh, sure if same. we ever do second New York, I would be excited to do that as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be a New York we recognized. Yeah, or true. that I recognized slightly. True. Um, also, uh, you—I mean, you might be coming out to LA, so I, it'd be nice I, for you to—you know—I am indeed coming out to LA to make Ghost of Room Three. With uh, Mario Caldado Jr. at the helm as the rock Come critics on say, now. yeah, it's I it's exciting. This. I love this. It's exciting. I love this. I love this, and I wait to greet you. Yeah. Uh, perhaps we'll go hang out in Venice. <laughs> um, perhaps we will go hang out in Eagle Rock. In Eagle, Rock, whatever. Um, L.A. also features two of the real world's most prominent refugees. Uh, in Dominic and Aaron, two guys who immediately were like, no, we're never going to go to your reunion. We're not going to do any press. We're not going to talk about the show ever. We close the door forever. 
Did they, they really uh, never come back? Nothing really never could back. could bring them back. No, nothing could bring them back. Um, did I find them both on LinkedIn? Yes, I did. Oh, cool. What does Aaron um, do? Aaron's got Aaron's in Orange County, and he's like yep. the CEO of some like yep. you know Whisper Click or fuck, some kind of something that does something that I don't know what it is. Right. But it's like it's his you know it's his job, and he probably makes you know, a million dollars a year. And it took it, absolutely no effort for him as the blonde white guy. He just kind of yeah, yeah. was probably, like, Whoa. probably, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, he feels very orange County to me. And that, that oh, is, he always did. I, yeah, I mean, I that's have become more problematic. Down I, the years. I have no memory of him on the show, but I suspect he's going to be bipped out as fuck. He could be super bipped. I mean, I remember him just because, you know, he's hot, but I, but I don't remember a thing that he said or did. The, I just um, remember that he had a shirt off a lot and had that dramatic swoop of blonde hair. Yes, indeed. Um, so we, the first episode, we did not see Beth, who is no. a significant real-world villain. Yes. Um, called on the challenge, I'll say it over and over again, by Norman... Osama Beth Laden. Osama Beth Laden. Yes. That is, ooey, that is tough. That's <laughs> tough to get over. That is tough to get over. I will also reveal that um, my one con for the season of Real World 2, Los Angeles, is Beth. That is literally all I have written down. Really? Con con <laughs> is Beth. And I don't remember, I don't even know if she's that bad, but I remember back then just being like, okay, she could settle down. Um, and I don't know that that feeling will have gotten any less. For Did me you watch time. ahead and see what she was like? No, no, I didn't. So, I, didn't I didn't go yeah. ahead on this one. So no. that's that's a great mystery. It's a great mystery. It's one of life's great mysteries. Um, you know, one oh. way to have a big hit podcast is to just hate on somebody for an hour straight. Sure. And people on yeah. their commutes will be like, yeah, yeah, I hate yeah. him too. So no. that was, but yeah, no, I mean, and maybe she's great, but I just sort of remember being like, this is someone who I would probably avoid in real life. Mm-hmm. Yep. I hear that. Um, uh, a, a, th- a moment from LA that, um, we did not get into in episode one, but we might get into, uh, well, we will definitely get into in a subsequent episode. Tammy goes on studs. So that's huge. On studs. Um, oh yeah. What is like, she goes studs. on studs. Do you not remember studs? I do not remember studs. Stop it right now. (laughs) I will. So studs was a late night show on Fox affiliates. It was like a syndicated show. Right. Um, Fox produced. It was mostly on Fox channels. It was Mark DiCarlo. And um, and like it would be. It it was um, sometimes it was two boys and three girls. Sometimes it was two girls and three boys. But it was like, so like two boys would each go out on dates with three girls. Right. Right. The three girls would have dated both of the guys. And um, and then it would be so they would go on their respective dates and then they would come back and the two boys would sit on easy chairs and the three girls would sit on a long couch. And, <laughs> and, and Mark DiCarlo would go like, um, you know. 
His booty was so sexy, I loved to watch him leave or something. <laughs> and then, so it'd be like, Mike, who said that about you? Was it oh. Tammy, Brandy, or Randy? And then you would guess, and if you were right, you would get a stuffed heart. And then whoever oh. had the most stuffed hearts at the end would win, and they would then get to go out on a second date paid for by the producers with the one of the three women of their choice. And and that date was always in Cabo San Lucas. <laughs> always in Cabo San Lucas. So Tammy goes on the show and somebody, uh, an intrepid viewer of the show, sent a screenshot to the True Story uh, Twitter feed oh. um, with one of the guys from her episodes of stu- episode of Studs, whose name is Kenya, who looks very much like a young version of Kenya Barris, who created Blackish and Mixedish and Grownish and all of those wow. shows? Wow! So could that be the th- we, a thing? That could be a thing. Wow! That could be a thing. And honestly, like, who's going to investigate that but us? Yeah, indeed. <laughs> that's right. The, the, that's our job. Who but us? Who that's but us? Job. And we're happy to take it on. So, um, also, Tammy later in the season has her jaw wired shut so she doesn't eat. That's correct. Which, which is seems terrifying. That's terrifying, and it also seems like a wild thing to not be in a contract for a, a person who's going to be on a reality show. Like, surely it was moving forward. Maybe they just didn't think that there needed to be, like, a, a section of your contract that <laughs> stipulated that if you're going to be living in a house for three months and having your life taped, you can't spend any of that time with your jaw wired. <laughs> There's a right? no medically assisted eating disorders clause. Yes. We need we need yes. you to be able to yell. Uh, we need to be able to hear you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know how that slipped through the the fingers of the legal department, but it did. I'm sure they um, loved it. I'm sure they were. They, do you think? Oh yeah. I mean, this early on. Yeah. Um, and also, it's it was the, it was the early '90s that people just didn't have that have an evolved consciousness about things like that. Yes, you know. Yes, yeah. That's wild. It's, it's God. That's wild. It's nuts. It is nuts. And like, if you are if you are that worried about your own willpower, um, like, what if you get a milkshake? I mean, like if you, if you can't be trusted not to like truly, like if you can't be trusted not to eat a fattening thing with your, with your, with a jaw that, uh, that moves. Right. Like what's to stop you from, I know, I know drinking you th- something. Thinking like an addict justice. there, Dave. Love it. I guess. Love it. I don't know. I don't know. Yikes. Almighty. Anyway, Los Angeles, I would be, more than happy to dive in. And the thing is, from the beginning, we have both said, let's never do Los Angeles. Let's never do it. That was our policy from the beginning. We were going to dive right into Seattle. I have to say, I find L.A. very welcoming. Interesting. I, L- L.A. is my, my least favorite of them. Huh. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, you know, I mean, basically, people tune into this show, I suspect, because we just go Gen X, 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 Gen X. The Brady Bunch. Gen X, Gen X, Gen X, Gen X, Gen X. Celebrity Deathmatch. You know, what? whatever it is. Which, like, we'll kill it. I mean, rest assured, listeners, 
no matter what, you're going to get what you came for. Us complaining and remembering and getting way the hell off topic. Yeah, it's what you want. It's, it's what we'll give you what want. you want every time. Why are y'all <laughs> gagging so? Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to dive right into Los Angeles. But, you know, listener, follow your heart. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's, as we must, let's uh, let us hop on that Amtrak train up to, the coast. To San Francisco. To San Francisco. I am so sorry I said it like that. I'm so sorry. Uh, I, San Francisco. Come on. That's, that That's is fine. a shade less bad than calling it Frisco. Frisco. Yeah. San Fran. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, now, San Francisco, we can say, is among the most popular, if not the most popular season of this show. Of it's, all? It is, second, uh, it is second only to New York, I would say. Interesting. Um, in, in the popular imagination, only because I think people remember Pedro so well and they remember Puck so well. Right. And, uh, and Rachel is still a uh, cancer on our body politic. <laughs> um, the rest, people don't remember as well. But it's definitely one that did well in syndication, off, uh, off network. Um, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a popular season. So people will remember it well, which is a pro anacon in my yeah, um, I mean, there, there's a possibility surprises. that people are going to be like, oh, it's not as good as I remember. I mean, I think I mm-hmm. think many people were dissatisfied with L.A. simply because it was not New York, too. And they right. really wanted New York just to go somewhere else, like the, mm-hmm. the New York pod to go somewhere else. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, I think they really felt they could invest in the SF. Oh, my God, I just called it SF. Holy shit. SF. People of the doing? Bay Area. San Francisco, we're so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, fuck, man. Tech millionaires who can uh, <laughs> afford to live there. We're so sorry. What I hate what the most is when people f- from L.A. start calling New York NY. And it's I like. I hear that. Oh, I, I hear. You never hear it more than once because somebody yeah. from New York intervenes and goes. No, 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 yeah, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. I called it Freedom Tower once, and everyone I was with who lived in in New York was like, never, never, ever do that. I had just read about it, and it was called Freedom Tower, and I just assumed that that's what it was called. Nope. Well, what do we call it? Still just World Trade Center. World Trade Center. One World Trade. Yeah. One World Trade. Or just, yeah, whatever. It's just not the fucking Freedom Tower. Which, when I thought about it, I was like, yeah, that sounds dumb as hell. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Indeed. Um, San Francisco uh, also contains my uh, a line of dialogue from the real world that I probably say more often than any other, and nobody knows it Lay because it it's from a dumb, forgotten moment. We don't want to wait to get there. We could wait to get there during, but the, we don't have to. Oh no, we should we should put it in there so it's in the pro column. Okay. Um, it's in episode two or three, which I did watch a little bit of San Francisco ahead. Uh, the day after my second vaccine, because I was all laid out, and uh, and I was too lazy to change the channel, <laughs> and um, and I think it was in like episode three ish. Corey, okay, so uh, Sean and Pedro were together. We have met Sean, and they're now a couple, and right. Sean's in the house a bunch. And Muhammad's girlfriend has visited the house, and she's uh, more light skinned than Muhammad is, and so um, and Corey asks her. 
whether she is part white or whatever. And, and, and the girlfriend is like, no, and that's kind of not appropriate to ask and whatever is like cool about it, but is just sort of like, that's don't, don't do that. And of course, you know, Corey cries and cries, not in front of her, but like holds on to it. And then later in a conversation with Pedro and Sean is sitting, eating crackers and crying about what she has said. And, uh, and Sean's just like, Hey, listen, this is a learning moment. And you know, but yeah, you don't say that, but now, you know, and so you can learn just like, okay. And, and Sean says, well, don't kill yourself with saltine crackers over it. (laughs) And I don't know why that's stuck in my head. And so I say that probably once a month, if somebody's taking somebody, something hard, I said, don't kill yourself with saltine crackers over it. And nobody ever knows what I'm talking about, but it makes me happy. That is the best. Don't having kill yourself that, having that line crackers. in my my personal vernacular justifies this entire program. Don't okay, kill good, yourself with good. the saltine crackers over it. Don't kill yourself with saltine crackers over it. Mm. Mm. It's just a good line. Um. So uh, also, oh, go ahead. Please. Well, so the the the, the thing that I, I didn't talk about this when we went through episode one of San Francisco, but. Mm-hmm. Pedro is such a neat freak, such a ridiculous neat freak OCD guy that that while they're, you know, in the house for the first time, every five seconds he goes, we should pick bedrooms. We should pick our bedrooms. We should pick bedrooms. Don't you think we should pick bedrooms? We should bed. Like just really like feels completely out of out of whack if things are not in control. And Mm -hmm. so the Mm -hmm. puck. Pedro situation is on the one hand a very amusing Oscar and Felix conflict and on the mm-hmm. other hand a deeply morbid social topic of the era and mm-hmm. not not only the death of Pedro the activism of Pedro but the shall we say awfulness of Puck Right. Um, and, and, and that right. like like for for whatever kind of fuck withery we are entertained by, uh, you know, two seconds later, you go, oh, um, Pedro is dying. Pedro's dying. He's also trying to be sensitive to other people's lack of knowledge about what HIV and AIDS are and how it is spread right? Uh, and all of that. Um, so that makes sense where he would be like, listen, I just, you know, need you to know up front that I am HIV positive and we should maybe sort out who's going to stay with who and whose bathroom is going to be whose and right. all that kind of thing. Which, of course, uh, Rachel immediately is like, well, I'm ignorant, so you should be sensitive to that. And it's like, no, no. And that is still her fucking shtick now, uh, which is shocking. Actually, no, it isn't. Um, well, well, I mean, to, you know, our constituency is probably on the lefter side of things. And mm-hmm. if it was a consistent theme, uh, making fun of Rachel's uh, what I would consider cluelessness, that might be entertaining. Uh, a thing that like a, a a lens through which i i if if we had to i could watch san francisco to make it fresh and new for myself would be um 
to look at it as though Judd were the main character. Oh, that's such a bummer to me. You like to, Judd? To me too. No, and that's why. Oh. Um, I, I think it, it would be interesting to uh, to look at the the evolution of the white male liberal, right? With Judd as the protagonist, you know what I mean? With Judd as like the example. That is interesting. Um, it, at, you know the NPR tote bag having, um, you know, it's so sensitive that it actually sets your teeth on edge. Um, bumper sticker guy, uh, who a lot of my friends are, quite frankly, and I definitely have veered into. Well, that no, direction. no, no. Well, I mean, again, and yeah, maybe doing it right now. Uh, indeed, indeed, but, that is uh, you know not uh, undescriptive of me. Judd mm-hmm. has been thirty-seven since he was eleven. No question about that. He is. He is. Uh, um, he he's like a sitcom character. He's like a Paul Reiser kind of character. Yes. Um, oh, like just an exasperated, um, you know, kind of schmaltzy funny. I mean, not yeah. funny to me, but very funny to himself and probably whimsical. 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 I, I just is. remember. I just remember he he makes a cartoon where uh, uh, um uh. Uh, a guy he draws a cartoon. He doesn't make a cartoon. Uh, mm. Where a, a guy walks into a bathroom, and the toilet mm. is full of people in jesters' outfits, holding like lutes, and the guy who walked in shouts, "Honey, we've got minstrels." And, yeah, it's it's terrible. It's terrible. Mm. And 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 the, there's uh, it's it's actually entertaining the way he's like going around and showing it to his roommates and just how they, they either don't get it or they're just simply not amused by it. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. we're sorry, Judd. Yeah, oh, 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 God, Judd has every Bloom County book. Oh, yes, he does. You know that he does. Oh, my God. Oh, boy, yeah. Uh, Judd loves Aaron Sorkin. Loves him. Really? Loves him. Oh, don't you think? I don't know from Aaron Sorkin. Loves you, him. You're the oh, okay. Angelino in the picture. I, I don't know okay. how people feel okay. about Loves Aaron Sorkin. Him. Loves him. But yeah, uh, the idea of Judd as or liberal is very interesting, or it, it counts as interesting. If we could in recast him of this season, it would be great. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, my cons here: no original music. Uh, that fucking intro where they had to put the MTV logo in there and then some stranger's voice says the real world San Francisco or yeah. MTV's the real world San Francisco yeah. that's going to pull me out every time yeah. uh, and uh, Puck's dead goat eyes I'm going to have trouble looking up <laughs> I mean he is a puzzle to figure out um, mm. I, I, I mean I that that is looking at it positively in terms of our mm. dissection of it is it going to be <laughs> Uh, you know, like, you know, like examining his motivations and his uh, his core puckness, or is it going to be just us hating him, hating him? Hating I don't. I well, I mean, listen, I was not in a great mood when I watched episodes two and three. Uh, I felt as though I had been beaten with a baseball bat because it was the day after the vaccine, which I said. Um, but in in episode two, I think right away, it's uh, it's Valentine's Day and Puck has two dates 
and he won't stop talking about how he has two dates. And like, and Judd's like, oh, what kind of gentleman has two dates? He's like, I'm no, I have two dates. I have two dates taking two girls out on, and he won't shut up about it. And it's like, I don't know how I missed how performative all of his bad boy shit was right. back then. Like, I think it worked on me then, but now I look back and it's like, you're trying so hard. Puck. Also, you're trying so hard. It, it, w- it was less apparent to me at the time how many things on that show happened because the, the whatever cast member could go, hey, baby, I got a camera crew from MTV tailing me. So, like, sure. the two dates yeah. are probably two women that he said, hey, baby, do you want to be on television? Yes. And by the way, spoiler, one of them doesn't show, and the yeah. other one is, like, not interested in him because <laughs> she already has a boyfriend or something. Um, it was messy. I was in and out of naps. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't look into his, uh, face. Did I tell you about Uh, the, 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 it's not really an experience with puck, but a puck related experience that I had with my tour manager in San Francisco in 94, 95. Um, don't think so. So my tour manager, Gus Brandt, who, uh, went on to tour manage the Foo Fighters, still tour manages the, the Foo Fighters. And if you look up the Foo Fighters writer, their backstage writer, it was yeah. written by Gus, and it is an incredibly entertaining document, like inc- yeah. like incredibly hilarious. Um, okay. the, the, I, if I wish I could find the old Soul Coughing writer because it was also incredibly hilarious. But it yeah. was like our first tour. We were all in a van. Um, it was very cramped. We had a fucking upright bass, so it was you know it was a crowded van. Uh, with gear and people mm-hmm. and we played San Francisco first time playing San Francisco and and we're all like completely out of our minds delirious and uh, the day after the gig we're, we're leaving uh, you know, driving out of San Francisco and right by City Hall Gus stops the van and opens the door and there's a mailman in his truck uh-huh. and Gus yells out hey where's puck and the mailman died with laughter oh just die i mean it was it was it was amazing because like it was just kind of like a dick prank move you know like whoa huh it was the intended reaction but the mailman oh. got it and he of course he did died with laughter Oh, I love this. Yeah. I love this. Yes. You, you can't you can't make a joke that you're that you can count on your mailman to get. <laughs> yeah, I you know. You know, we don't live in that kind of culture anymore. Like things don't permeate the way that they used to. Yeah. You can't just yell stuff and hope that the person's gonna get it because they won't. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. I worry, Mike, that we know San Francisco too well. People are just gonna hear it and be like, eh, I sort of remember that. And not it's just not gonna that like that nothing's going to jump out of that like deep well of memories you know nothing nothing's there's nothing in your unconscious from san francisco well i mean our confidence in that is right. uh you know perhaps um uh misplaced and per- perhaps for that very reason that we think we remember everything, we will find we have not remembered everything. Yeah. Well, who knows? Does Who's anything happen on the season other than Puck being terrible, Pedro being OCD, and Corey crying? 
um, that you remember. I seem to remember that like Pam has a bad day. <laughs> and I ring the bell. And uh, nah, yeah, no. Nah, I mean, yeah, Pedro and Sean get married. Um, right. Yeah. Oh, uh, Rachel um, uh, sends a photograph home to her mother, and her mother spots a, a navel ring, which she says is a sticker. <laughs> Mom, I will put a sticker on my navel. It's a navel sticker. Oh, wow. Um, there's that. That's. I think that powers an entire episode. Mm. Um, there's not a ton that jumps out memory right. wise from okay. San Francisco. Which, okay. What a shame. What a shame. And when you look at the people who could, who could have been on, when 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 we talk about Dave Eggers making it to the finals, <laughs> um, when we talk about Karen Kilgareth. Wait, um, that's a true story. Dave Eggers made it to the finals. I believe so. Yeah. Of yeah, yeah. of San Francisco, of San Francisco. Holy shit! Clearly the Judd spot. Oh. Um, yeah, and uh, Karen Kilgariff also. I don't think she made it to the finals, but I think she did submit a tape and and get fairly far along. I'm afraid I don't know who that is. You're going to have to explain who that um, is. She's a she's a, a comedian. She's hilarious. She's one of the hosts of uh, My Favorite Murder. Oh, okay, she's okay, got it. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Great, great, great. Um. And I, I did not submit a tape, but this is the this is the season that I would have submitted a tape to, um, but I just didn't have access to a video camera. Right. But I, it was it was I was in college, and this was this would have been the perfect time. Which was and, a thing uh, is having a video camera was not you had to know somebody that had one. Yes. Me and my friends and were they had to broke. bring it over. Yeah. They had to bring it. Yep. And it would weigh a lot. Yes. Um, yeah, it was my, the first video camera that my parents had in like 82 or something was if you wanted to use it, you had to bring the VCR with it. So like, like I sang at a, like a Easter service or something and my parents were out of town and my brothers had to like tape it for them, but they had to bring, there was a backpack that you had to put the fucking VCR in and carry the, you know, 93 pound VCR on your back so that you could connect the camera with wires, big thick wires. Yes, I remember wires. And, uh, they were a thing. Yeah, the younger anyway. people don't believe us when we talk about the wires that we endure. No, they don't. No, they don't. But I feel like we would just keep getting into these sorts of conversations yes, in exactly. San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so listener, just take that into account. Crunch those numbers as we move on to to, to London, Londres, the sleeper hit. Of the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we have listened to Neil's band. We wow. Oh, my God. We now know just how terrible he was. And, uh, like, his whole, like, I am an arty English person who's very smart thing. We just know how shitty he actually was, which I love. Because yeah. we get to dismiss yeah. him. You know, like, I... I I I hated him when we, you know, the first time I watched it, um, but uh, but I would always be like, yeah, maybe he's smart, whatever. Not, nope, not not smart, not talented. Yeah. Um, I mean, this adds such depth to his character, doesn't it? Right. Knowing how bad, yeah, he's is at this. Yes. It's like it really. Yeah, I mean, it is it is a brand new lens through which to look at this entire season, and incidentally. So London would have been 90, 
95, say, 95. The Unilever album, according to Spotify, came out in 1998. So he has had three years to mature as an artist. (laughs) And this is what we got. Um, when I have that's when amazing. I, when I have dark nights of the soul, one thing that I think to myself is, "Oh my God, anybody could do what I do. Anybody could make music. Music is the easiest thing in the world. What have I done with my life, basing uh, my existence on this thing that that anyone could do effortlessly?" And I want to thank Neil for giving me that one piece of evidence that I can present to my angry subconscious when that thought comes up again mm-hmm. yeah because not guess what he can't um you however every expression of yours is so purely mike doty that <laughs> nobody else could do what you do and i want you to know that thank you and thank i want you to remember that yeah, yeah should you have another dark night of the soul thank you very much for that you are sweet generous <laughs> um, um sharon fucking rules in my in my list of pros with two exclamation points. We got um, a we got delightful. a race car driver from St. Louis. St. Louis. You get some I'm from there. You get some St. Louis in there. Yep. Some mm-hmm. references. We have a we have a teen playwright from Portland. We have a teen oh yeah. Who I just love and find very creepy at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I, I really, I want to dive more deeply into the character of Jay. Yes. Uh, because really nothing endures. I, um, uh, oh, I remember when Blues Traveler dedicated a song to him. The, a great what? moment of artifice in the rule. So he goes to see Blues Traveler. <laughs> which yeah. It's like, one of my favorite things is, um, uh, American bands would go to London. This happened to me, and I, I halfway lived in London, and I went to see bands. And you, you would go see Ani DeFranco, and it would be all Americans. Like, sure. every American in London went to the Ani DeFranco show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Blues Traveler, <laughs> I think even more so than Ani DeFranco or Soul Coughing, would have a house packed with J's, many little J's, absolutely over in Britain. Uh, yeah. yeah, and so they dedicate a song to him, and it just sounds like uh, the. If I remember correctly, the way John Popper introduces it is he says, "Well, this one's for Jay." Just mm-hmm. like like his manager was like, "Listen." You gotta make the shout out. I don't want to do that. You gotta do the shout out to the kid on the TV show. You gotta do it. And he's like, oh god. And then afterward, Jay is like, I can't believe that he did that. Wow, it was so great. It was, you know, of course he did it. It's for MTV. Yeah, ninety-five I mean, people would have done anything for MTV. Of course, yeah. You gotta, you gotta get your screen time somehow. Yeah, yeah, and you gotta guarantee that screen time. And he, wow. he seems genuinely moved by it, and it just oh, adds to his kind of creepy adorableness or adorable creepiness. Oh, I love it. He, I mean, he's, About he, he five seems, years ago? He seems genuinely flattered and surprised. Sure. I mean, this whole thing is disorienting. Yeah. Like, you forget that there are cameras on you, I would imagine, and that, yeah, there's a reason that John Popper knows who you are. 
Um, I had this experience. Not, not they did not dedicate a song to me, but I did. Um, I was in uh, Ben and I were in Barcelona, and Dawes was playing, and we went to see Dawes. It oh. was just fully. It was like every junior year abroad, yeah, yeah. and uh, everybody working for an American bank in Barcelona, right. and us. Wow. Uh, and it was great. It was great. Some things never change. Um, we have Jacinda, Jacinda Barrett, um, who has gone on to uh, to a, a solid acting career. Yes. Um, we have we have Lars. Who uh, lives by night and feasts on uh, human blood? <laughs> uh, and and that's I mean that rounds out the house and that's enough. Do we mention cat? Oh, we didn't mention cat. No, we didn't mention cat. I uh, you you have to remind me of the race car driver's name. I can't believe uh, Mike. 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 That's why I forgot it because it's my name and I was jealous. Mm, um, there you go, dude. How can I forget Mike? Um, uh, incredible character in the history of the real world. Um, mm-hmm. So the next episode is like, is Mike getting aggro jealous that Neil and Kat uh, have a vibe? And it is great. Yeah. It's so great. And I, I don't know how it plays all. out over the wait. season. Um, you know, I the thing that you most often hear about London is after this season, they made people get jobs yes, because they wanted yes. like a, a little bit more activity. Yeah. They wanted more group activity. Yes. Um, but uh, I, I, I gotta say like my, my money's on London. My, okay. I, yeah, no, I, I was stunned at how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. And yeah. And I'm with you. I would like to see, how that situation plays out. Um, I, he, he, there's just, there's a lot. There's a lot to right. dive into. Um, and original music and the best house of, let's say, the entire series. Wow. Okay. That's strong. Um, Very strong. And really, my con, aside from Unilever, is that it might get kind of dull kind of quickly, but that's good for us. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's there's more to dive into. There's right. more ephemera to dive into. And then It'll we talk about the Estelle track that made it into the montage of them walking down the Portobello Road. Ooh, yeah. yes. There's, yeah, there's just there's going to be a lot. Is a there's toothsome a series. Mm. Um, by yes. the way, I just I just wanted to add that no matter what season it is, we're not going to complain about it. We're going to fucking mm. talk about everything we're gonna kill it just because we're mm. complaining now and our shtick is that we are complainers we're not it's perhaps people are here because they want a complainy podcast but we will not be those people okay now i will just say to the listener mike and i did not agree on that rule uh <laughs> no so we- i might be complaining a little bit but you really i'll no. try i will do no i will do my best to not well, what I mean is we're not going to go through like, oh, my God, I could fucking oh, yeah. L.A. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll look on the bright side. We will find the bright side and the, we will look at it. The tasteful complaining that you have come to enjoy will be yes. ever present. But yes. negativity will be banished from our field of vision. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're positive folks. Yes, we are. We're positive folks. Uh, Seattle. Seattle. Oh. I mean, 
just really the platonic ideal of a of a real world season. Yep. It's the greatest. Indeed. Um we're going to have uh I mean I mean the, the you know when there's a good line there are very few that I have to pause and rewind and write down verbatim what it is mm-hmm. with David you always got to do that. Always oh. got to do that. He is good. What is he, he is good. What does he do now? He he like pitches video something no, something. No, no. He um Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> but he, he, but he was at the Onion for ages and ages. Really? Um, he's not there now. Yeah, uh, like pitching like corporate partnerships or whatever. Oh. Like he was, he was one of these. Like he had this super high up, rad job that is like I, that I that you can't describe, but somebody has to do it. And I'm sure he's compensated super well. He was living in Palos Verdes last I checked, mm. which you can't, that does not just happen. <laughs> and uh, so, and he's, it's just like a, a groovy corporate job, like a, a media, like a marketing y kind of. See, do you see how out of my depth I already am? Yeah. Um, well, but all those people have jobs that, that are unexplainable. All of them. Yeah, but he's, but he's got like the best case scenario. Yeah. Um, and, and like, you know, so I mentioned that he and I like talk on occasion and we've had coffee and whatever. Um, and so when I say we talk on occasion, it's always me initiating it. Yeah. And and every time I do, he's like, oh, I was just talking about you today, which I was like, <laughs> which I've come to realize, like, either he is always talking about me, which I find very hard to believe, or <laughs> that's just his like business relationships way of like making you feel good immediately. If he is involved in pitching things. He is probably really, really good at it. Oh, I mean, yeah. Come on, yeah. Of course, he absolutely. Is. Of course he is. Of course he is. Um, but yeah, would I like to go and spend some more weeks with David Burns and his and his mismatched eyes? Yes. He has mismatched his eyes. eyes? Co- his eyes are two different colors. Whoa! Wow. Yeah, and it's not a David Bowie thing. Like he didn't get punched in one of them, and the pupil is <laughs> bigger. It's legit. Like you'll see, it's two, two completely different colored eyes. It's fascinating. Wow. He's so sexy. I can't stand it. Um, so my the, cons for this season, yes, are one that Irene hates it so much and has such a cogent argument for why she hates it and why it's not real, and mm-hmm. it cannot be dismissed out of hand. Um, it will shadow my watching of the series. Um, well, maybe this would be a good thing to, to, to introduce some level of, of, of the cast's self-awareness into our discussion of the shows, but she is, she is vocal and quite articulate about yeah. how she feels about... In, in fact, I, just, I read a quote from Jello Biafra, um, that he had spoken to her and uh, did not see yeah. us going here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He like he said something um, casting aspersions on the real world. And let uh-huh. me tell you, Dave, one of his main points was that it's not real. It's not real. Mm-hmm. But he, but he had he had met Irene and talked to her about it. OK. Yes. Um, OK. The other thing is Stephen is really messed up 
Yeah. He's yeah. like really. This is, a, this is dark. Yeah. Um, and uh, last, w- when we recapped it, you said that um, becoming Jewish was a was a a, a rehearsal for coming out. Mm-hmm. That's really odd. Like everybody I know that came out in the eighties and nineties, you know, did it kind of haphazardly, clumsily, piecemeal. Mm-hmm. Converting to a religion mm-hmm. um, is, uh, I mean, it's a lot. It's yeah. big. Um, and he, uh, you know, like uh, I, I watched quite far ahead in the series. And uh, there's some things that, well, initially we were going to do this. Yes. Through we the were. season before the pandemic came down. Um, and so I got like six episodes in and have like full notes and yeah. Um, okay. And I did not each goofy ass thing that he says. Um, if you keep in mind that there's probably something very dark going on inside his brain, um, is like way more creepy than goofy. Yeah. It is a, uh, that is a process that is unbelievably terrifying. Even if you don't have, um, all of the, um, like, okay. When you're Catholic, when you're raised Catholic and you're gay, it's just like, you're, you, like, you're a source of shame and we don't talk about you. And it's not this fire and brimstone kind of shit, but it's just, it's like, you're just like you're we're not going to deal with you, which and that is scary and disorienting and hurtful and all of that. When it is fire and brimstone and you are going to hell and all that kind of thing that has got to twist and and yeah. and curdle and fuck up the mind so terribly. Yeah. Um, it'll be difficult to make fun of it in the way that we're going to have to. I have um, heard, just a rumor, that he yes. actually was out during the casting process. Oh. And then suddenly, when they get to the series, he's okay. back in the closet. Um, okay. Don't know if that's true. Have no way of verifying that. Um, do in the casting special, there is that thing of like certain things I've shared about myself. Yeah. You know, and yep. it's like, and they make it sound like it is the Judaism, but it doesn't yep. really sound like it's the Judaism. <laughs> oh. um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That does sort of make sense. And and I, you know, honestly, again, having been through this experience and having like come out to people and then it's like, you know, and then, then you find out that those people talked to other people. And so you're more out than you thought you were. Mm. And then it's just like, well, maybe not. And whatever. I mean, there, there is a, a few months of your life where you're jumping up and over that line and whatever. Right. Um, and that's stressful and crazy, even when mm. there are not cameras surrounding you. Right. Uh, so I don't know. That'll be an interesting thing to dive into. Yes. Okay, so that pretty much completes my pros and cons. I don't know if yeah. you have any stray pros or cons to put in the mix. Uh, in 98, I think, was an interesting year in both of our lives. Indeed, yes. My Dodie, so there's certainly a whole lot of stuff that we've never said. Exclusive stuff that we've never said 
about our 1998 that we could throw into a Seattle season. Yes. But you know what? They were all interesting years. Yes. So, so listener, everybody, you have the information. Watch your episodes. Search your hearts. Know that we are yeah. behind you 100% no matter what you choose. We're going to give you a beautiful product yeah. no matter what it is that you yeah. choose. Uh, we're going... We're gonna we're gonna do this thing. We're gonna do this damn thing. Yeah, we are. S- tell us where tell us where you want us to go, and we will go. Will it be Los Angeles, San Francisco, London, or Seattle? <laughs> it's in your hands. Spoken like a true host of Say What Karaoke. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Um, so this is Tuesday. This will go up today. The poll will go up on our Twitter today or tomorrow. That is at T-R-U-U-S-T-O-W-R-A-Y. I'm going to try and fix it so that you have to be actually following us in order to cast a vote. Because yeah. I don't want I don't want this ballot box to be stuffed. No. No. I want this to be Ukrainian bots strictly stay away. Stay the hell away. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, and then, you know, by later this week, we will have an answer. And our episode next week will be episode two from one right. of those cities. And until that wonderful day, mm-hmm. thank you for listening. And once again, all Glocks down. Break out.